This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times and the Straits Times, where we offer financial investment tips. I'm your host, Chris Lim. Today, we have with us Mark Ching, media sales lead at financial comparison site Money Smart. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hi, thanks for having me. So we're talking about air miles today, air miles and credit cards. So could you please walk us through some of the biggest myths, misconceptions and little known facts about credit cards, air miles and how to get the most from it? Well, I think first and foremost, when it comes to air miles, credit cards, one of the biggest things that people may not realize, probably because it's a function of the marketing that is done, is that not all air miles cards are created equal. And actually, some of them are actually points cards with the guise of Air Miles cards. There's nothing wrong with that, but what it means is essentially that when you spend on the card, you accrue points and then you exchange them for miles. There's that. And then there are actually direct Air Miles cards, which means that you accrue Air Miles that go directly into your frequent flyer program account. Why this is relevant is because there is a cost to converting those points to Air Miles as well. And that's something that people may not realize until they get to the point that they need to convert their points to miles. Is one kind of card better than the other? Are pure miles cards better than points cards? Well, there are benefits to both. I would say that another thing that people may not realize is that miles do expire when they go into your frequent flyer account. And for a lot of the banks, they have points cards that don't expire. So the points don't expire and that allows you to actually accrue more points before you decide to change them into your miles. Mm. So that's one benefit of choosing a points card if you want to accumulate points or if you know that you want to accumulate but you won't be traveling for the next two years, for example, because you just had a kid or something. Exactly. And then you get a points card. They don't expire until you're ready to convert. Exactly. Okay. What other misconceptions and little known facts are there? Well, I think one of the biggest, well, I say misconceptions around Air Miles cards is that people need to store up their Air Miles for a long time and exchange it for a big flight on business class or first class, right, um, for, for a long trip, right? I think that this has been what is preached for the longest time. And it's not wrong per se. I mean, I think it's the best usage of your miles. But at the same time, a lot of people might be thinking, I can't accrue enough miles to get that long haul flight, right? What can I do? And actually, there are options now. Say, for example, with Scoot being under the Star Alliance program, they can actually redeem their miles for a shorter trip. So people who want to enjoy that feeling of being rewarded for their spend but don't necessarily spend enough to get a long-haul flight can still benefit from that, right? And I think that's a mindset that needs to change a little. So it needn't be all or nothing just because you don't anticipate being able to accumulate a lot of miles or points. Hey, it might still be worth your while to go after miles or points uh, yeah. and spend them in a smaller increments. For sure, for sure. I mean, I think it's easy to argue that from a monetary point of view, yeah, maybe it's not as worth it. But then at the end of the day, it's like why stop yourself from enjoying that benefit just because you feel like you're not going to be able to maximize the value of the Air Miles card. So maximizing value, though, still comes from, I mean, if you can, accumulating and then getting that long-haul flight, that For business sure. card flight. For sure, because, I mean, from a conversion point of view, from a miles to redeem the flight, it makes the most sense. Which brings me to the next point, which is the fact that people may not actually know that it's not that simple to redeem your miles. They might think, I've got a whole bunch of miles, I want to go on a holiday, I can just book the flight that I want. doesn't really work that way. Right, And it actually depends on the availability of seats on the flight. 
If you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation about air miles and credit cards with Mark Ching, media sales lead at financial comparison site Money Smart. Mark, you're mentioning how it's actually not always that simple to when it comes to converting points or miles and booking a flight. Yes. So I think many people have the impression that when they spend and accrue their miles, they can just immediately redeem it for whatever flight they want. doesn't necessarily work that way. Let's say, for example, a family decides, okay, we want to go on holiday in December with the rest of the world, right? And they want to redeem their miles for a flight. They may find that they may not actually be able to get the flights that they want because there's no allocation for them to redeem the miles on that flight. So this is also something that requires a little bit more planning in the sense that you can't just immediately decide, hey, I want to redeem my miles and I can just book any flight I want. It's something that you need to consider in advance just so that it doesn't mess up your holiday plans. And I think that this is something that people should be aware of as well when it comes to deciding whether they want to get an Air Miles card or not. So you mentioned planning. That dovetails nicely with my next question. So how do I go about planning my Air Miles game? You know, What are the various steps I should take into account of when I'm approaching credit cards and Air Miles or points to miles? So I think the basic premise of using credit cards always applies and that is that you want to be able to maximize your miles accrual on what you are spending the most on, right? I mean, there's no point getting a miles card that rewards you for online shopping if you don't do any of that at all. And this is really where you can accelerate your miles game, right? Because choosing the right card that accelerates how much you earn based on your spend can really help you to get to that endpoint faster, right? I think the second biggest consideration is, of course, timing when you sign up for that miles cards. We run a lot of promotions on Money Smart, right? And we have seen that the best way to kickstart your miles journey is to take advantage of the sign-up bonuses that these banks offer. So more often than not, banks will say, okay, if you spend X amount within a certain period of time, we will give you a certain amount of bonus miles, which would equate to a much higher ratio than your normal earning rate. And that's definitely a much faster way than to spend the equivalent amount and get a lot less miles on a normal basis. So step one is if you don't immediately need an Air Miles or Air Miles Points card, don't apply for one. Wait for the opportune moment when there is a promotion. So when you sign up, you get better conversions or a bunch of bonus miles or points. And that's where you go in. Exactly. Okay, cool. Exactly. What step two then? Uh, So let's say you've bided your time. You applied at the opportune moment for a good card. You've got a bunch of bonus miles. Great. Step two is? Step two is to actually have a goal as to what you want to use your miles for. To be honest, I think this is relatively rare. I think a lot of people just spend and spend and spend and then decide, okay, I think now's a good time to use my miles. I think it's a little less discipline in that sense, right? I think knowing what you want to use it for, let's say your dream is I want to fly business class to New York and <laughs> return trip. And then you would know how many miles you need to accrue for that, roughly speaking, right? And that will help you to determine how much you spend or you need to spend to accrue those number of miles. If not, 
it could just be a oh okay this card rewards me on let's say dining for example and then you just keep spending and spending and spending and that obviously doesn't help in the larger context of your budgeting as well right so I think that setting a goal and keeping track of that on a general basis I'm not saying like you need to go and look at your miles points every day like the stock market right but you don't need a spreadsheet yeah 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 I mean that, that's a bit <laughs> extreme there are people who do it but I think for mm-hmm. the general public it's a bit much right so I think just knowing how much you need to spend in general to get to that point and knowing the timing to that makes it seem a lot more achievable and it helps to break things down instead of people thinking that it's a far-off goal that I will probably realize in like three years' time. (laughs) It helps them to set a plan, as with most other things. Cool, makes sense. Mark, thank you so much for these Air Miles credit card tips and for general education and a step-by-step walkthrough. We've been speaking with Mark Cheng, media sales lead at financial comparison site MoneySmart. Thanks for helping us think about credit cards and Air Miles, Mark. That's a wrap for this episode of Money Hacks. We hope you like these tips. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.